are now tuned in to No One Watches Regular News No More, hosted by me, Kerry Bogar, and this is episode 27. Well, y'all, uh, it's Friday, um, and we are still waiting for the results of the 2020 election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen on this Friday morning. It's almost a weekend. And we're still waiting for the results. It's almost like watching Murray. And this guy has been waiting for months to, to find out if he's a father of a child that he that a woman had. That she's not even sure that this guy is the baby daddy. And you have to go on the show so Murray can read off these test results and the moment you find out that you are not the father you rejoice so this is that moment in history to where people are are on the edge of the seats they're waiting for the results to appear is it right now joe biden has been stuck around 264 electoral votes and donald trump about 214 so either joe biden is going to win it or somehow, Donald Trump makes a Rocky Balboa-type comeback. But either way, both sides are on the edge of their seats. They're waiting, they're biting their nails, they're grinding their teeth. Because they don't know what's going to be the outcome. How will people react if Joe Biden wins? How will people, people react if Donald Trump wins? So we're already right now, we're seeing protests happen. People are not happy with the process and how they're counting the ballots. It's been accusations of voter fraud. Uh, now, I would not just dismiss this is not real or factual. Now, has voter fraud happened? Has it happened? Yes, of course. It has been numerous stories about this already. I was reading last night a few stories about how people can cheat the system and they try to. Um, so it... I wouldn't dismiss it. It's not something that can't happen. It has happened. But the question is, is is that the case right now when it comes to the long wait since Tuesday? So is there some kind of voter fraud going on right now with this election? That I don't know. Um, I've seen stories about this already. Videos pop up. And people are, are already saying that they believe and that they have some evidence that voter fraud is happening right now in this 2020 election. When everything is over with, it's going to be a lot of speculation that this was the case in this election, that somehow voter fraud or some kind of cheating happened, whether it's with the Democrats or if it's with the Republicans. So I wouldn't just dismiss this uh, dismiss this as something that, that has not occurred, you know, or happened yet. So as of right now, we're still waiting for the results of the 2020 election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And people are on the edge of the seats waiting to, to see what happens because... Once the results are revealed and everything is, once this, the um, smoke clears, we will see 
what happens and this will determine how people will react and you know protest and riot and be upset you know so this is a very tense moment in america and the rest of the world is uh, watching right now i was reading an article in russia and they were saying that this election is a choice between the bad and the very bad so that kind of sums up what's the actual truth you know there's no lesser of the of the two evils in this case it's the bad and the very bad and people know this but they believe they don't have a choice but to go with the least of the evil not the baddest but the, the less bad and they feel like this is a better choice than what they you know what they have but hopefully i don't know when this will be over with but hopefully soon, you know, we will get the results of the 2020 election. All right, y'all. So um, the first story that I want to uh, cover is AOC uh, calls out Democratic vulnerabilities with Latinos after Biden's underperformance in Florida. So like I said, this has been a Achilles heel for the Democratic Party. They're, they're not able to reach certain voters, young black men. Latinos. Uh, it was an article that I was reading that uh, talked about young black men are tired of being taken for granted their vote. You know, so from 18 to maybe 29, they feel neglected, left out, unheard. Their voice is not important. Their vote don't count. So these things, so the Democratic Party, their Achilles heel uh, continues to be their struggle to connect with voters now maxine waters did what you don't do you don't call out the people that did not vote you don't call out the people that did not vote for your party you ask the question why didn't you vote or what's the issue you know is there certain issues that concern you more than issues that will concern me and you have to hear them out and, and hear them express themselves and talk about these issues and not neglect them. This is the main issue when it comes to black people. That instead of attacking the party and asking them. What are you doing that's driving these people to leave this party? Stop putting it on the voters that did not vote. And stop blaming the people that decided to leave one party for another party. So Democrat in New York. Representative Alexandra Cortez has said that the National Democratic Party has vulnerabilities with Latinos in response to news reporting stating that Democratic Joe Biden underperformed with Latinos in Florida. So as we all know, Joe Biden did not win Florida. It went to Donald Trump. Um, Cortez comments via Twitter included a video and a quote from Yahoo News reporter Hunter Walker, which said one of the big stories in Florida has been Joe Biden's underperformance with Latino voters. Progressive allies of Biden were raising alarms about this over the summer. He has really struggled on that front. So the same thing that's happening with black folks when it comes to the Democratic Party, the exact same thing is happening 
with some Latino voters. They don't feel like they are appreciated. They feel neglected. They feel ignored. They are tired of being taken for granted. So it, it also says this, the Yahoo News video Walker noted that the Biden campaign had done some Latino outreach during the campaign, but that the Latino vote could be the deciding vote in whether the key battleground state goes for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. In response, Cortez wrote, I won't comment much on tonight's results as they are evolving and going on, but I will say we have been sounding the alarm about democratic vulnerabilities with Latinos for a long time. There has to be a plan, a path, but the effort simply has to be put in. And they have to be able to reach those voters. If not, you're going to lose those voters. Now, people talk about the kids in the cages and at the border. But under Obama, the U.S. by Department of Homeland Security deported over three million undocumented individuals in the second debate when they had a debate Biden distanced himself from the deportations saying we had made mistakes it took too long to, to get it right so Joe Biden wouldn't even respond to the undocumented people being um, being forced to leave it, it, it also says this, uh, she linked to a May 2020 Yahoo News article in which Latino political experts got on Joe Biden for neglecting the demographic and never addressing his connection to the aggressive deportation policy. During the administration of former Democratic President Barack Obama, during which Biden served as vice president. So if you are a Latino voter and you know for a fact that Obama had over 3 million undocumented people deported. And then you ask the question to Joe Biden about this and he ignores it. This is what I'm saying. Not like Maxine Waters. But what Cortez did was the right approach when it, when it comes to politicians. You attack your party for their failures in connecting with the people. You don't blame the people for not voting. You don't blame the people for leaving the party because they feel neglected and feel left out. So here is one post from Facebook that someone wrote that made plenty of sense. And this is what Maxine Waters has done, Van Jones, you know, the Roland Martin, all these black celebrities and people that side with Democrats. This is what one person wrote on Facebook. Notice how Latino politicians never attack their people. They never attack the people that did not vote or chose to switch a party. Nor try to emasculate or minimize their men. When they don't vote for the Democrat. Instead, like every other politician who represent their people, 
over their party, they attack their own party to bend to their racial interests. This is why other groups remain miles ahead of black people politically and they get what they want. So all these black politicians, the people on social media, YouTube, take a note from AOC. You don't attack the people, you attack the party. You blame them for their failure to reach the people, important voters, because remember, every vote counts, right? Every, every vote counts. Not just in Dallas, Houston, but in every single county, in every single town and city in Texas, every single vote counts. So you cannot blame the people for not doing their civic duty and vote if they don't feel compelled to vote. If they don't feel appreciated to vote, if they feel neglected, left out, if they ask a question and you dodge the question, that's showing that you are dishonest and you are not truthful. So what Maxine Waters did, a black woman, is opposite of what you're supposed to do. And Alexandria Cortez did exactly what you're supposed to do. You attack the party and you ask them, what are you doing? That were my people, people that I that um I identify with. What are you doing? That they are saying we don't want to vote Democrats. Why? So that has to be the question that's asked. You do not attack the people like Maxine Waters did. AOC, her example is a prime example. You talk about the vulnerability, the issues. Or why you cannot reach certain voters. It's, it's simple. Alright, so uh, this subject is very touchy. Uh, can black people be racist? Absolutely yes. Maxine Waters said this. That she would never ever forgive black people for voting for Donald Trump. She didn't say white. She didn't say Asian. Nobody else. She said black people. Now, if a white person said this, it'd be a very racist statement. But a black woman said this, and it's okay. We don't view that as very biased, discriminatory, very racist, nothing. But it is. Maxine Waters said, black people, I just read that Alexandria Cortez called out her Democratic Party for failing to connect with Latino voters. She didn't call out Latino people because if Cortez would have did that, the statement that she would have said would have been biased and discriminatory. If you're on a job, you have a common goal. And you push to get that done. It does not matter what your views is, your gender, religion, none of that. You cannot practice on any job being discriminatory, discrimination. You will get fired for it. All right. So how can black people practice being racist? Simple. If you make good money, 
and you want to live in, in a decent neighborhood, you know for a fact that you cannot live in a decent neighborhood around black people. Because black people, what we think is guns, uh, no, violence, crime, drugs, stealing, theft, all that stuff. Nope, not safe. Can't move there. We know how black people are. So we would rather make good money. If you were in school, you have a degree, you make good money. You're going to buy a home in a nice, safe neighborhood, preferably around white people. Because the belief is being around white people is safer. And being around black people is less safe. Black people have these thoughts all the time. We know it's true. I do. My uncle told me one time, my, my uncle who has passed away, he had cancer, said that he bought a home in a better neighborhood because he wanted his daughters to go to a safer school in a safer you know, area to where they didn't have to deal with crime, drugs, violence, and, and all this stuff. This is a black man saying this. So this is how a majority of black people think. Black people are dead scared of each other because we know how we are. You cannot be black, live in a black neighborhood and leave your car door unlocked, your front door of your house unlocked. Somebody going to go up, open the door, walk in your house, open the door of your car, go in your car, steal from you. You cannot leave your lawnmower on the front porch and not have it chained up. You cannot leave a bike outside in a black neighborhood and not have it chained up. It's been times to where I have stopped at a gas station in a black neighborhood and felt uncomfortable because it's black people outside hanging out, not doing nothing. I don't know if this guy's going to rob or try to shoot me or kill me or nothing. I don't know. These are, are the thoughts I have in my mind when I encounter black people. You don't feel safe. You feel not at ease, uneasy. But then when you get around white people and other people, you feel safer. It's, it's like going into a black club. You know, at any moment, something could pop off. A fight break out, someone gets stabbed, shot, whatever. You know that this is going to happen. This could happen. It's the anticipation, the possibility of this happening. So white people will move into a majority black neighborhood, have it gentrified, build condos, apartments, new gas station, the Starbucks, everything, and will not be afraid of black people because they see something that we don't see possibility income a new economy we don't see that we see the negative thing about it this is how i know that we can be racist the moment we go into a black neighborhood what do we think about is it good is it positive or is it negative i think negative like damn man all these damn black folks over here, shit, it might be a problem. All these damn black folks over here at this corner store, 
They look like they up to no good. Looks like it might be a problem. Black people have grown up segregated, not integrated. My mother grew up in a time period where you had whites only, colored. They had no problem back then living around black people. No problem. They wanted to. So now times have changed to where black people say, man, I don't want to live around all them Negroes. Man, you crazy. They always starting shit. Problems. Even in our most iconic black movies, black people are the main ones starting shit. Boys in the Hood. Ricky gets into it with uh, 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 Stacy. In the movie, Minutes to Society, Kane robbed the guy for his rims off his 5.0 Mustang because Kane wanted rims on his car. So, hey, the best way to get what I want is to rob another brother and get his. So black people are deaf scared of our own people. We do not want to move into our own neighborhoods and change the community. Meanwhile, white folks will move in and change everything, make it look 10 times better. We are dead scared. We don't want to be around each other because of fear. We know how we act. So what we do, we show each other that we can be racist towards each other. Imagine like driving down uh, the road at night, a black neighborhood, you black. A black man is, is on the side of the road. His car is broken down. Do you stop in that black unsafe neighborhood and help that black guy? I won't. I'm going to keep driving because in this black neighborhood, oh, drugs, violence, crime, ain't stopping. I'm going to keep driving. I know how black people act. I know how we are. I can't trust this dude for shit. This dude, the moment I park my truck, I get out, I help him. This dude might pull a pistol out and rob my ass or shoot and kill me one of the two. So black people can be racist, but we act like we can't. I can go on and on and on and give you examples of how we can be racist. Light skin, dark skin. Right now, black people are beefing over who they support, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And we're showing how we can be racist towards each other. People called Ice Cube a coon, a sellout. For having a meeting with a white guy they don't like. How racist is that? They gave Lil Wayne grief. For saying that, yeah, it's a good plan. It could help give black people ownership. Give black people ownership and black people said we don't like it. Why? We don't we don't like the fact that a black rapper met with this white guy who was racist. So we're going to criticize him for it. Little Wayne. Come on now. We can be racist. But we act like we you are not and we are showing that we are complete hypocrites if we agree with Maxine Waters saying that black people not any other people black people 
that voted for Donald Trump, she could never forgive. This is a racist, biased, discriminatory statement. Very true. So can we stop fronting and acting like we cannot be racist? We do it all the time. And it's the truth. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen to my podcast. No one watches regular news no more. Hosted by me, Kerry Bogart. And I will be back real soon with more topics. Thank you.